and welcome folks to episode 38 of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We're a UK-based podcast talking about all things Dice Masters in the United Kingdom. I'm Chris, otherwise known as True Mr. Six, and with me today I have Andy, a.k.a. Michael Jackson. <laughs> what? Hi. The king, of, on your show. the king of pop himself. Thank you. Love the show, Chris. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Quite an accolade. How's Bubbles? Oh, he's good. <laughs> he's in a zoo now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's probably better for him where he can play with all the other chimps. He, he likes playing. <laughs> I used to play Dice Masters with him. He was great. Are you, are you doing Michael Jackson or just like some random old lady? <laughs> how dare you i'm michael jackson (laughs) well anyway folks yes episode 38 uh quite a lot quite a lot of ground to cover today how are you andy how are you very well thank you good good have you been playing getting much in the way of gaming in (laughs) hello yes um i I have been yeah (laughs) what have i been up to uh put myself off I had a moment then where I thought, is he going to try and do the whole intro in the in his fake Michael Jackson voice? I was considering it. Anyway, back to your gaming, my man. Uh, yeah, so uh, Dice Masters, we had some games. We've been trying out single affiliation a bit more, ready for mm. the MOD PDM uh, right. in February. Put it in your diaries. Yeah, don't uh, forget, I, UK listeners, 10th, 10th of February, Element Games. Be there or be square. Mm. Uh, I've tried oh my, my fourth or fifth affiliation now. Mm, mixed successes yeah that that one you played last week uh, i think went pretty well yeah the problem i've got that that was definitely the most competitive one but it was also one that i didn't really enjoy playing Uh, whereas the one that ain't that great is super fun to play so it's a it's a conundrum folks story of my life man um uh, i did have some games with my man dan snape actually Mm. that was hi dan a couple of weeks ago hi dan um, hopefully he'll be also coming to the uh, MODPDM, uh, and that was fun. Played some single affiliation. He had some nasty little combos. Uh, I won't give away what he's working on, but uh, it was fun. That was fun very much. So um, non dice masters, not as much as usual. Played a game of Shadow of Brimstone. Oh. Uh, my Mexican bandit character. <laughs> uh, didn't go insane this time around which is always nice good skills uh, it's called mission where there was just loads and loads of zombies appearing everywhere and my guy he frequently can get hold of dynamite and just lobbing dynamite left right and center and watching uh, zombie parts go flying wow which was good whatever gets you through the night mate it's all right it's fun it's a good game it's a really good game that uh, and we've got uh, mansions of madness coming up this friday which i'm looking forward to going into a proper like mission so i've played the starter one a couple of times but this one apparently is like on the hard level it's like a four where the one we played before was like a two so should be awesome really looking forward to that it's a super cool game very good very how about good. you mate lots going on uh so on the non-dice masters front me and the hashtag competitive wife kicked off our pandemic legacy We've had two sittings of that so far, both January. We got beaten by the game on the first sitting and then managed to beat beat the game on the second sitting. So um, we're, we're basically going to play a month each month as the year goes on. So we'll, we'll hopefully conclude Pandemic Legacy by December. Uh, then with the little ones, 
the usual round of stuff really played a game called cobra paws with them a bit of batman dice the other day just to keep them quiet while we're waiting for dinner to be prepared um hey that's my fish you know all the usual routine so pretty pretty standard nothing new or exciting on the scene pandemic legacy is brilliant mate you ever played pandemic I've, I've had one game of pandemic really enjoyed it it's very yeah. good it's good it's good yeah it's very good and uh, is it different that it's legacy ah so uh yeah you you're essentially playing a storyline so with standard pandemic you you know you just you in the game duke it out you play cooperatively to to beat the beat the disease but in pandemic legacy you have a kind of a sealed deck that that you turn over cards at a certain point for well to long and the short of it is different events happen and that then influences the game state in different ways Mm. yeah so you have a a january deck a february deck a march deck etc etc um and it makes changes to your board and there's a few kind of rules changes that that amp up the tension a bit more oh that's cool yeah, yeah it's it's, uh, it's good yeah so we enjoyed it so i'll let you know how we get on when we get our february game in or february games as the case will probably be Nice. Yeah. On the Dice Masters front, bit of modern down the FLGS last week, and then we played Golden Restricted this week, where all the cards on your team had to match, and the first letter had to match an initial in your name. Ah. So you would be C or W? Yeah. Well, we did all three, so C H W for me. So yeah, that was all right. No, I went with a, a Human Torch kind of list actually. The Human oh. Torch thing. Yeah, so I had Human Torch, and then the promo Hawkeye, Avengers Disemb- Disassembled, the one that you KO, and it does, it's kind of a bit like Batgirl, you know, you can split the damage across from the team. I put War Machine on, he was my W, because I just just like that guy. I think it's a solid card, the one with Fast, that does the yeah. two, two damage when it KOs. What else was Five costs, though, isn't it? No, four. That one's a four. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So that wasn't too bad. Heimdall for, for ramp, which was not the best, but um, we have quite a few guys. Yeah, we have quite a few guys with P in their name. So there was a lot of PHC floating about, actually, which was quite, quite useful. Uh, Const- Constantine, Captain America. Oh, Wonder Woman. That was a W in there just for a bit of protection. Oh, yeah. yeah, so that was that was good fun. And then, like you say, the single affiliation games have been playing with your good self. Um, so that's that was... That's good times all round. Damn, so we're playing some global escalation later, aren't we, to prep you up for your uh, Chris, and Ga- Chris and Games Rob room, uh, or Chris and Rob's game room, <laughs> however you want to say it. Uh, invitational, I think you got invited to that. That must have been nice. Yes, yes, it was. It was lovely. Yeah, it's nice nice to be recognised. Isn't it? Just. Yeah. Must have missed mine. Yeah, it's probably checked your junk. Most nights, but <laughs> <laughs> yes, Chris and Rob's uh, game room. Their invitational's coming up, and that's kicking off. I think at the end of the month, end of January. So the the sign up deadline uh, is in fact today. We're recording on Wednesday the sixteenth. Is in fact today. So yeah, I've been working on my global escalation. I've got to, I've narrowed it down to two teams that I'm indecisive about. Um, but even then, I'm not certain about either of them. So, yeah, we'll get a few global escalation games in to help me prep for that. I've got your back. You win Thanks. that thing. Thanks, man. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not feeling particularly confident actually. Global escalation bends me head. Yeah, I like it. It's better than ten in ten of ten. Ten, ten, ten. 
Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, what else has been going on? Uh, let's talk about the dice creations for a minute. <laughs> let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah. So we our modcraft challenge got posted. Uh, as promised on the Monday that episode 37 went out, the auction ran for a week and Monday just gone, those auctions closed and we are here to say congratulations to Philip Moss, otherwise known on UK shores as Dante, um, who took the winning bid on both items. Congratulations, maybe a strong word. Yeah, sure. Uh, the poor lad. Commiserations. Yeah, yeah. I don't, good Good luck with them, I suppose. Well, you can do. There's lots of great things you can do in mind. You can use it as like a tray. Yeah, you could break it down, pick yeah. all the glue off, yeah, put yeah. them on uh, big orbit for 25p each. Yes, yeah, yeah. There's lots of opportunity with mine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was a contest, Mr. England. Was it? Yes, it was a contest. And I believe what we said when we set the challenge, I say when we set the challenge, when you set me the challenge, um, was that the person who earned the most bids would be the winner of the Modcraft Challenge. Don't remember that. Sorry. Okay. Well, I've, uh, we'll consider your memory refreshed. Um... <laughs> Congratulations. Is that, Thank what, you that very much. Is it quid? Is it quid? Two no. Quid? No, it's like six quid difference between the two of us. Oh, man, that's a Mod Pod. Mm, that's a Mod Pod. Yes. Yeah, the difference is a Mod Pod. Um, yeah, so I came in at 33 and you came in at 26. 33? Hmm. I missed that little flurry at the end. I thought you were on 27. No, so hang on, let me look at the bidding history. Yeah, it was at 23, then jumped up to 32. Uh, and then right at the last, in the last hour, went to 33. So someone sniped whoever the 32 pounder was. Think and egg. Well, yeah. that's what we'll your boats, guys. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, congratulations, Phil. Dante's been in touch. He's coming along to the MOD PDM, so we'll uh, we'll pass those along to Dante at that event. There, I'll make arrangements for the Gaming versus Cancer donation to to take place because the promise was that I'd give fifty percent of the of the auction price, and then the remainder of the money will contribute to the prizing that's coming together. Very good, cool. Yeah, yeah it's quite a bit that we can put into the prize pot with that. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I'm the winner once again. Well <laughs> Best is behind you. <clears throat> um, so yeah, that, that's been going on. Where every there was quite a bit of hubbub about the WKOs or lack of WKOs, wasn't there? Yeah, we're all doomed again. Yeah, yeah, no WKOs. It must be all over and done with. This but, game is over, man. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, it. We're all done. No, no WKOs is just evidence of one thing and one thing alone, that there's no WKOs. No WKOs. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have been in touch with WizKids to get a comment. That sounded very professional and journalistic then, didn't it, for a minute? It did. They didn't reply. They haven't replied yet. No, no. They've not even declined to comment. <laughs> <laughs> just just not replied so i don't know keep your eyes and ears open for further news about what's going on with that but i'm yeah i'm not getting down in the mud on that one just is what it is yeah it is what it is we've got that 40k set coming out we've got justice coming out we've got the x-men set coming out and we've got the men in pants set coming out yeah so there's that's that's four sets that's pretty much the year sorted yeah absolutely so at least at very worst, there's a year's worth of gaming out of this game yet. Yeah, and then you can still use the stuff you've got. Let's not forget that. Yes, yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, but we uh, further uh, or beyond that, we've 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 actually had some correspondence in the last two weeks. 
get out of it. I'd, yeah, tell me about it. So the where are you attempt to switch up who are you kind of didn't result in a where are you actually, but we did get, uh, we need to say hello to Bob. Bob Wisenthal. Hello, Bob. A player out in Chicago. Now, Bob was quite curious to understand how Chicago ended up being the location where we were listened to the most uh, that particular week because he can't seem to find anywhere where Dice Masters is going on and just plays at home on his on his kitchen. He's a kitchen table player. So uh, it, not only is this a hello to Bob, but we're looking to do play matchmaker. Those other... <laughs> Yeah, if those other Chicago listeners, if you're out there, please do get in touch. We have uh, Bob waiting in the wings, looking for someone to get a game together with. Just um, to get some games in. Yeah. Go walks yeah. on the beach, good sense of humour. That yes. sounds like the kind of guy you want to play with, then uh, get in touch. Yes, yeah, Bob's message says, I would love to play Dice Masters somewhere other than my kitchen table. Please use all your powers and skills as the number one Dice Masters podcast to make that happen. Boom. Boom. Yes, there's Bob. Uh, And then a little bit more correspondence. Jocelyn. Hello, Jocelyn. Hiya. Hi. Jocelyn got in touch with us to follow up on the Ramp and Churn conversation that was in the last episode. So we actually. Where where does Jocelyn live? Where does she live? Uh, She lives in Mississauga. (laughs) Mr. What? Mississauga. Oh, Mrs. Okay. Sauger, I think they probably say it out there, actually. Mrs. Sauger. Mrs. Sauger. Yeah, actually, um, so while we're on the subject of Mrs. Sauger, Mrs. Sauger, Mrs. Sauger, you know, that place. That's um, my English teacher at school. Oh, really? Mrs. Sauger. <laughs> she didn't do a great job. <laughs> she helped me with my words. She did, did she? Helped you speak proper English like what we do. All right. All right. Um, but, but Jocelyn says, I uh, enjoyed today's episode on Ramp and Churn and wanted to suggest a card that you didn't discuss uh, that I've been really enjoying from the new 40k set, the Fetid Bloat Drone Plague Probe. And that's got the global on it. It says, pay a shield once per turn on your turn, sacrifice a psychic character die. If you do, draw and roll two dice, place them in your reserve pool. Uh, and Justin goes on to say it really helps churn your bag and also give you the energy to buy those high cost characters maybe not as effective as Mimic Ramp and Churn but I've been playing with it in set and I'm now trying to build it into other teams to see how it works out so uh, thank you Jocelyn for your suggestion there's a little addendum that's the first time anyone's ever kind of written in and said oh, you know interesting discussion here's something else I'd like to throw in the pot oh it's nice isn't it thank yeah, you very much we, we get the odd comment now and again uh, but that was the first time but while while Jocelyn uh, was writing to us she also asked if she may shout out her friendly local gaming store which is Decode Adventures in Mississauga and they play on Wednesdays at 7pm all are welcome so if you're in the area then get on down to Decode Adventures on Wednesdays at 7 oh I'd go if it wasn't halfway around the world yeah for sure so there sure. we are I think that is that everything that's all the kind of intro bits done isn't it I think uh, yeah, yeah, we're done. The what are you? I'll do a, a theme tune for what are you? Should we do what 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 are you? God, that's a pain to say. Uh, for next episode. Uh, yeah, okay. Let's have a look and see. Let's let's keep flogging this dead horse. Um, <laughs> oh my word! That was my actual horse. I'm in a stables tonight. All oh, right, I see. <laughs> I see. I'm having a look at the stats, and our uh, top city right now is El Segundo. <laughs> Why is that funny? Don't don't disrespect. El, where's El Segundo? It's, it's, in, the United, El it's in the United Kimo, States. Right? Uh, it's in California. 
El I'm Segundo. Well, yeah. So if you're if you're in El Segundo and you're listening, uh, give us a shout. Let us know where you play and what you play. You, whether it's a gaming group or your local gaming store or something, uh, and we'll give you a shout out in the next episode. Cool beans. There we are. Okay, well, on to this, what we've got coming up in this episode then. So we have um, uh, two segments for you this week. We've got uh, the return of the patented Ministry of Dice, The Bar. So, uh, yeah, we've got not just one, but two guests competing in our Ministry of Dice, The Bar contest. Uh, And then me and Andy have taken a look at the Warhammer 40k box sets and have done a Pick of the Week segment where we've both chosen a card and explained why we think it's an awesome card. So uh, it might sound like a short episode, but lots of content coming up for you folks. Is there anything else to say at this point? I don't think so. Okie dokie then. Thanks, uh, Mickey. We will get on to the next segment. Shambo. Yes, welcome back, folks, and uh, we have a special treat for you this episode. Not just one special guest, but two special guests. We have Arjo O'Neill and Lucan O'Neill, the world champion and the world uh, first runner-up. Is that what we call it? (laughs) Gold gold and silver. Let's call it gold and silver. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. Pleasure to be here. Oh, very good. Yeah, everybody says that, and then uh, I think they change their mind after they've been on the line with us for about 30 minutes. Well, we reserve our rights to, you know, change our mind, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Truly, it is an honor to be here. I've been listening since the uh, very first episode of you guys and enjoying the whole run so oh excellent well thank you very much yeah it's it's extraordinary actually we've we've talked about it many times we may have even said it on the podcast we find it amazing really to think that just our chats that we record and then put out there are listened to by people the world over you know um and you guys are out in la aren't you for yep. sure yep yeah, literally is, the other side of the world, practically here. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, LA is a, a place of kind of mythical wonder for us in the UK. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the 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 yeah the what the antimatter to the to the gray and rainy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. What, what was it? Um, what was it? Bill Hicks said it's just li- lizards and fools <laughs> live in Los Angeles. <laughs> I'm a little of each, so there we yeah, go. Yeah. Well, I think he was more specifically referring to Hollywood, of course. Yep. I went to LA once. Did you? Yeah, bus drivers were really rude. Oh, okay. What were you doing in LA? Is visiting M Night Shyamalan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. He had auditions. Is that what it was? <laughs> it like a boy, a... You don't audition. <laughs> you just invite. <laughs> oh dear. We did. Well, there you to, go. Um, it's actual true story. Uh, we went to uh, wait, 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 wait. The this. of a chat show, and the guest was uh, Martin Sheen. Oh, nice! Uh, but he wouldn't do it with an audience, so we oh. just had to. <laughs> they just recorded us laughing and clapping in, in different sections, so they could edit us in. The magic of television. Uh, yes, <laughs> it's Hollywood at its finest. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a big Martin Sheen fan. I love The West Wing particularly. You worked on the West Wing. I worked on that show, and uh, Did Martin you? is a sweet man, a really sweet, sweet man. And he's one of those guys who, boy, he's such. You know, it's funny. You meet people here, and you know, if you live in this town, you run into celebrities every once in a while, and sure. everyone handles it differently. Because I can only imagine if you're a celebrity, everybody knows who you are, and you mm. don't recognize anybody, right? Yeah. And Martin handles that in 
the really coolest way. He just comes up and just sticks out his hand every says, Hey, I'm Martin Sheen. How are you? And just, he's super friendly. And, um, he's like, yeah, I go to church with you and I work with you for three years. <laughs> <laughs> oh my dear. Oh my goodness. Bless him. But he's a sweet, 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 sweet man. Really. Oh, uh, also does that... a lot of work at the Catholic worker. He's a just, um, mm. you know, he really puts his money and his time where his mouth is. Yeah. And, and then like, you have the opposite of that. When, uh, you go to Starbucks and then Arnold Schwarzenegger cuts you in line. That happened to me once. Very uh, <laughs> a little disappointing. Was was that while he was governor? Uh, no, it was uh, relatively recently, a couple of years, three years ago ish. Okay, so he wasn't even he wasn't even capitalizing on his uh, his political cachet there. For... No. 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 Wow. So it's interesting. So you guys work out in LA, you work in, um, in Hollywood. It sounds like you've got some celebrity stories there I, up until recently worked for a British TV company, but I don't think the celebrity status of the people I run into even vaguely compare to the likes of Martin Sheen and Arnold Schwarzenegger. But that's what I'm saying. LA is like this, you know, this, this kind of mythical, holy place. It's the, you know, it's the home of MGM and Warner brothers and but of course, talking about celebrity status, you guys, you you guys can't really walk into a, a friendly local gaming store with a Dice Master scene now without experiencing the same. I mean, Luke, and when when you're in the when you're in the line for for the coffee machine in the corner of the gaming shop, you can cut the line now. <laughs> Actually, uh, interestingly enough, how the people in our FLGS don't know we're world champion runner-up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word! Well, we'll have to get you a badge or something, or uh, start a promotional campaign to uh, world champion and runner-up. Yeah, t-shirt cap. I thought yeah. about it. you had mentioned Andy how you were saying that uh, when you came back after winning UK Nats that you wanted to go into work and brag, and I, you know, I had sort of the same experience and. Uh, the uh, fellow co-workers have, you know, decided to really uh, break my proverbial you-know-whats. And so I've got on my name plaque to my room, it now says, Arj O'Neill, world champion, comma, editor. <laughs> <laughs> as well it should. As well it should. Uh, <laughs> Very good. Keep it humble. <laughs> yeah. I remember going to like, a, a game shop with my uh, young son, and there's some dice masters on the side, and he's like, do they do they know who you are? <laughs> so I was like, of course they do. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's 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 not it's not one thing to brag. So you know, they pretend that they don't, and you don't want to just break that. that kind of <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, one, of my, one of my absolute finest moments was at a WKO, and I'm sat, I get paired up with a young lad who's uh, relatively new on the scene over here, and he says to me partway through the game, he says, "We we met before. Your voice seems really familiar to me." I was like, "Yes." <laughs> that's it i've made it i'm like well actually as a matter of fact little known fact for you here young man i'm uh i'm chris the other half of the ministry of dice and he was like no i don't listen to that i'm like oh all right <laughs> <laughs> was that it was the technical help when my skybox broke down that's what they were <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear well let's talk about that world championship for a minute so uh luke and i'm gonna you, i'm gonna put you in the spotlight for a minute because i've got to tell you my man I was sort of following the events of the day through social media. I have got the utmost respect for your all or nothing balls to the wall approach to going to a world championship event. Yeah, well, uh, we were we were planning on writing like a return letter from Fix It to the Ministry of Dice after you did your <laughs> letter to Fix It. Like, actually, I did pretty well or whatever Fix It says. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it was more like a thing where I 
just, just I, I thought about the, the where I was going at Worlds and I was like, I cannot win this by doing by playing safe and trying to go like we had five rounds, I think it was, right? So I cannot try to win this by playing safe and going three and two. So I, I just kind of saying matchups are always so huge in Nats and Worlds. Just have to put everything you can into your win con and just if that if you get the wrong matchup, that's it for you. But I got in matchups, I was I was pretty lucky, I think, because until I played Static Field, I was doing well. So. <laughs> Yeah, Static Field. I've got my eye on that one at the moment. I hate it. <laughs> I hate a distraction. I hate Blink Transitation. I hate Kate Bishop, and I hate Static Field. I like <laughs> one big guy out there. That's always how I've liked it. Yeah. Mr. Timmy over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I was following the, like I say, I was following the events of the day. I was like, this kid is going the distance with this fix-it madness. What is going on? I was loving every minute of it. Uh, tell me this, though. One thing I was curious about. How You must have had uh, quite a reliable set of fist and bolt rolls early doors to make it happen is it pretty consistent well when i play my dad it is um <laughs> but and that's the only person who i was really able to play test against consistently in the preparation for worlds because you know he's the sure. only one who's like always around you know he's around yeah, yeah. every every night so uh we practice every night and yeah it was pretty consistent rolling three uh, going second rolling three fists in a bolt turn one without too well, much difficulty but you also he also built your you I built, built your my team, team around with that in mind. around um keep getting the bolts and in, in the in the fists uh having a yarn bjorn on there helped a lot um sure. what other globals did i have that helped i mean you had seven globals I had on seven the team. globals on the team most of them were just geared around making it more consistent or maybe a little bit faster mm. Um, but yeah, a lot of people online say like, well, you know, six cost doesn't mean any, anything anymore. I mean, Lucan was able to buy his fix it turn two with Cree captain ring a winner, but it's like easy also to forget that in, in global escalation, only two cards made it in because the rest of my team was globals and actions. So yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm the type of team builder. Well, you guys all know you've been listening, been listening intently to the episodes, but I like a pivot. I like a bit of control, a bit of defensive stuff in there. You, you forego all of that and just went right yeah. down the line, fix it for the win or, you know, go big or go home, basically. Yeah, my, my kind of thought process was similar to back when Ultraman was in the meta and they <sighs> tried putting different stuff on the Ultraman team. What it came down to eventually was just none of this stuff is really helping that much, but if I have extra globals, it'll help me a little bit. So, <laughs> see, Ultraman, you've got to name one of the ones on my hate list. Oh, <laughs> oh dude, Ultraman was like my big team before Fix It. That was like the last really great team I brewed. Uh, <laughs> see, that's the Timmy in you again. I, I got um, it was a uh, boom boom with um Ultraman. We we went five and zero in Swiss in the WKO with boom boom and Ultraman alone. Oh, it sounds disgusting. It was disgusting. But we need to, you know, it's funny after you have these things where you'd brew something like that and then you get through the tournament. And if they're one trick ponies, you know, a lot of times by the time you come to the end of the tournament, everybody else in the pool has figured out how to beat you. You know, yeah, and sure. that sort of happened in that Ultraman team because at that time there was still double blanking going around. So that was the answer to that. We really needed uh, the four cost, the four shriek. cost shriek, like the one that you like so much. What Dark Empathy, I think her name is. Yes, yeah, right. Uh, and uh, you know, we had the three cost. If we had the four cost, I think we could have probably made it. But uh, yeah, anyway, for sure. 
Yeah, well, yeah, there you go. So, uh, congrats to you, Luke. And uh, I don't know if you saw, I posted on the day. I said, that, you know, not only have you, you come second, but you had to Live go home with first. the winner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Never rubs any wounds. It's all in the like, wounds. Every time I say that, it's like, well, you know, the crown is heavy. And I'm just like, ah, oh, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, there's... Um, uh, every day is a learning experience, my man. That's uh, it's all just a matter of time. You, you're a, you're young. You're a whippersnapper yet. Your dad's only got so many years to take these uh, titles. I was I was playing. I was thinking, this is my chance, man. It's all going. You know, every every day I feel another brain cell dropping from my ear. So uh, it was my one opportunity. <laughs> is, is that where the brain cells drop out of now? The ears. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Well, to turn over to Arge's team for a minute, uh, I get, you know, uh, this super rare mimic seems to be the, the 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 point of most discussion around the team. There, in fact, there's a guy down my FLGS now who puts it on every bleeding team he plays. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So thanks for making that one messy. <laughs> it really is so flexible. I mean, actually, I would think it would be something that you'd be interested in, Chris, because it does have so much flexibility. Um, the fact that you can change it at any point in time you play a global. So you can flip it up for a defensive and then flip it back when you, it's your turn to do something offensive and KO it, refield it. Uh, it it's just a it's a great card. And uh, I don't even want to talk about some of the other things you can pair it with because it just gets ugly fast in some ways. It, it, it could be a broken card in so many ways, you know, with a lot of win active abilities. It just... In golden, too. In golden, it's oh, just yeah, sure. ugly. Ugly, yes. ugly stuff. <laughs> um, it, it is a card that I've always been interested in, but I, haven't, I didn't own a copy until a short while back. Um, so I just never kind of got around to it and it passed me by. I'll throw out a little... If anybody wants to try him... If you if you thought Black Manta wasn't broken enough, Paramimic, super rare cool. mimic with him, and it is so unbelievably nasty. That sounds glorious. <laughs> that sounds glorious. It's, it's it really should. It's one of those ones where, you know, if in, in your friendly games or your local games, one ought to ban that combo straight <laughs> out. <laughs> mm, yes, absolutely. So yeah, there you go. Excellent. So uh, just a, a great performance on the day, guys. And um, well, who knows? We may not even have a world championship next year. So you could be the Arge. You could be forever. the forever. Yeah. I hope that I hope that is not the case. I'm, I'm really hoping we get some WKOs or at least nationals and something of that. That uh, you know, because I just like to play and. Uh, you know, titles are all are nice, but I like to play the game. So yeah, hopefully sure. we get a chance to do that more competitively in the future. Well, let's uh, let's see how that pans out. <clears throat> We're not very political that way, are we, Andy? We don't get into that stuff. Do we not? <laughs> no, we well we 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 tend yeah, to I'm... we tend to make snide little remarks rather, <laughs> <laughs> rather than address it head on. I feel like we'll still have nationals and stuff. I mean, I hope we get some uh, more WKOs. Um, I mean, even that, just having something going at the friendly local gaming store is great. So, I mean, the thing that gives me confidence personally is, I mean, look at Attack Wing. Every time they show up at nationals or worlds, it's like one tiny little table with four players. But they still host nationals and they still host worlds, yeah. which gives me hope that yeah. we'll, we'll have that too. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and maybe one day the whole world's over here and you guys can all come and take a trip over to our little island. That would be tremendous. That would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> we'll play cool. where the real champions are. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh no! Wait, hang on. They they they've all emigrated to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> so a little birdie told me, gents, that this this mugs game of podcasting is uh, is one that uh, you, you're planning on taking a step into yourselves. Yeah, indeed. I was one of those ones where uh, I really didn't want to do it just because I knew the work involved was going to be intense, having worked in the uh, post-production side of the entertainment business. But, uh, you know, Lucan's been kind of kind of picking at me on the side all along and saying, hey, we ought to do this, we ought to do this. And, you know, the other aspect is when you're in Los Angeles, you spend, you know, inordinate amount of time on the road. I spend probably, I can be easily be driving three hours a day. And so listening to a podcast is sort of a life-saving mind uh, relieving stress relieving opportunity so for me these podcasts uh, are really important and when when the guys over in utah decided to, to hang it up um I, you know luke and looked at me and said you know we, we really ought to have something going on and so then when then you know we weren't obviously planning on doing super great at, at worlds but when we finished one two he was like you know we really got to do this so that's the plan uh and hopefully- you are totally on board Okay. <laughs> okay. Yes. In spirit, yes. But you know, again, we're we're time challenged, obviously, and so um, that's the only the only drag on it. But uh, we love the game, and and I think it's really important for the health of the game to have people talking about it and uh, just promoting it, and, and like you know, double burst and and you guys and the reserve pool and the attack zone and. Prep the prep area, all of those shows really, at least for us, were inspirational and, and uh, you know, helped us become better players and helped attract other people to the game. And uh, I think the game is at a state right now where it really needs more people to just kind of uplift, you know, and, and we, Luke and I dabbled in chess before this. And so, you know, dabbled in, it was a little bit more than dabbled in, but, <laughs> but anyway, there, you know, are a lot of, um, Things in from programs that uh, with chess that celebrated the beauty of that game, and we thought, well, there's things that could be done similarly in a Dice Masters podcast, and uh, so that's where we're going to come from. At Andy, man, it sounds like they've put quite a bit of thought into this. <laughs> Someone's got you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so, guys, when when can uh, listeners expect to hear the first episode? The the, the maiden voyage the maiden voyage yeah we're aiming for uh the end of the month we're gonna try to go you know whatever i gotta talk to you about specifically like what, what weeks you guys are airing we'll try to air in the opposite weeks pops pops probably awesome. and um somewhere around the end of the month uh i'm chill you know i'm, I'm painfully cramming on uh rss feed information and and you know wordpress themes oh, etc cetera, et cetera, and kind just- of it's, trying to catch it, up to speed on all of that. It's um, I don't I don't talk about it very often, but it is ridiculously easy. <laughs> Tr- trust me. Um, if, if you were to look over mine and Andy's shoulders on an average day of recording and editing a podcast, you'd be like, "How do these idiots even get through the day?" You know what I mean? This guy can he even work his phone? You know what I mean? It's it is it is it is outrageously easy. We're we're big believers of just get get it done quick and dirty, fire it out there. You know what I mean? Um, so you hear I'm sure that. You know, I think I think I, I think I may be the most senior of the members here. So right. I, <laughs> I think me. you tell yourself that to spin your wheels instead of get the job done. This is what I've been telling you. 
Yeah, but yeah. my wheels on my my old Walker aren't rolling so fast these days. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, a little bit of friendly advice, gents, if you want it. You can't please everybody. You just got to get it done and throw it out there. Right on. Just got to get it done and throw it out there. The hate, haters be hating no matter what. So you know, it's just like Lucan's team. Just go big or go home in it. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, I look forward to it. And uh, the title will be Rolling Thunder. Rolling Thunder. Yeah. You know, it's funny. We were we were batting around titles before, and we cited that. And then after I bought, you know, the website uh, name, my wife was like, Rolling Thunder. You mean like a fart? <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, so, but uh, but I'm too cheap to change it now. So we're we're the Rolling Thunder Park crew. <laughs> oh, you should never have brought that up, guys. You know that's gonna that that will be uh, that'll stick now. You'll never get rid of it. You'll never get rid of it. <laughs> Silent but deadly, my man. Silent. Oh my word! Oh, and my that's word. Rolling Thunder with an apostrophe after the end. No G. Very important distinction. There. Of course, yeah, because it's got to be kind of uh, contemporary and street, in it, Lucan. Oh, uh, I'll allow you to explain why they yeah, use the apostrophe. It, which it, it's well, if we really want to go down the apostrophe lane, we could talk for hours here. It's just you know, the internet hates apostrophes computers hate apostrophes and as a person with an apostrophe in their name oh, you know yeah. there's nothing worse than when i type in my name and the, the computer comes back to me and says you must enter a valid name <laughs> you know? so, so so we're celebrating the apostrophe as a, as a prince in principle here there it is the invalid o'neills <laughs> <laughs> That's tickled me, that. I love it. I love it. Well, very good. Well, uh, I uh, uh, and Andy, we both particularly look forward to a bit of friendly competition with you guys. I mean, we're going to smash you out of the water, of course, but um, we look forward to a bit of friendly competition. I think you're right. It's good to have more voices working in this field. Uh, so everybody keep your eyes and ears open for rolling with an apostrophe. Thunder coming, coming at the end of the month. Yeah. Right on. Exciting Thanks. times. Yeah, we're fired up. Yeah, well, Lucan sounds like he is. I'm not sure what you've got going on there. Right? <laughs> you are fired up. You spend a lot more time. Than, uh, I spend time working on it myself, but not as much as you have. Well, yeah, it's true. But, but you know, it's always important to have your key, kingpin secret trap door escape pad hatch, hatch ready, too. <laughs> yes, I said, oh, you've, you've, you've clocked that, have you? The kingpin escape hatch. <laughs> yeah. Hear that, Andy? These guys really do listen to every episode. <laughs> wow. That's our safe word. Yeah, that, is, that is our safe word. Yeah. I mean, Andy's got a catalogue of safe words for a variety of different situations. Naturally, different people, different places. Yeah. 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 So, sometimes he forgets and loses himself. <laughs> What's life without a safe word? Dangerous. <laughs> Dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, so where, where do you guys play over in LA? Uh, we play in a bunch of places. Um, the place we got started uh, was down in Bellflower, and that seemed right up, I guess, a couple years ago. But we go mostly to a place called Comic Hero U, which uh, are, I don't know if you're familiar with Archivist. He's done a lot of stuff. He he's yes. the TO down there. Awesome, does an awesome job. Um, always has super creative events happening we're getting ready to start a uh winter league. a winter league coming up where he's he's building lands he's kind of incorporating he's mixing like a little bit of a destiny like you have lands that you uh, battlefields that you start with that you can do extra things and he he's and it's like a six or seven week event 
So he's always got some kind of creative things planned down there. That's in Fullerton. Um, then we run a monthly thing, uh, ITO, a monthly thing up in Culver City. It's game time, and we'll try to do some fun stuff. You know, we do all run the gamut there. And then weekly up in Chatsworth, we do another one. So we play a bunch. We still have, you know, a pretty thriving scene going on, mm. in at least those yeah. three stores. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds great. Yeah, three stores. For the for the winter league, I would say they'll probably get usually when he runs a league because he puts so much work into it and it's so well thought out and there's good prize support and uh, it, you know we all just know each other really well there so it's a very friendly scene. Uh, we'll probably get we can get up to 12, 12 people there you know for for winter league sometimes depending on the day. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, of course your winters out there are very different to our winters over here. <laughs> <laughs> you almost don't know you're having them. It's true. <laughs> yeah rocks and lizards rocks and lizards <laughs> well that is one thing you know when i first moved out here the thing that i noticed most of all was there was no bugs which was was awesome and then the second thing i noticed was that you're really unaware of time floating by you know yeah. <laughs> you suddenly turn around and you go i've got this son going to college next year how did that happen without the seasons turning you just kind of it just kind of floats away you know mm. We have that saying, but it's just always really cold and miserable. <laughs> yeah, some 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 days I don't even know if it's day or night. Really, it's that dark. You know, I don't even. It's that overcast and cloudy. It's like, are we, did my alarm go off? Is it really six a.m.? Um, yeah, good training to spend your life in a U-boat, right? In a U-boat. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's so random. Sure, yeah. Well, actually, uh. Yeah, you know, little known fact actually. Andy's uh, grandfather he served on a submarine in uh, in the Second World War. Oh, same here. <laughs> on my mom's side, they're on the same boat. <laughs> Are they call it a, do they call a submarine a boat? Um, only if you're in the know. Only if you're in the right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, Admiral England. Oh, I like that. Yeah, he only got he only got promoted though because of his surname. Well, I did a few things to get that promotion, but I'm not allowed to speak about any of it. <laughs> oh, those safe words again. <laughs> dive, dive, dive. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. oh, dear. Right, well, um, I'll tell you what, this, all, all this this lovely conversation is it's all, all pleasant and everything, but we're actually here for some serious business. Mm. Mm. We're actually here for some serious business. <laughs> um, it's serious business twofold, in fact, because... Oh, my Siri just went off. I said serious. Um, (laughs) It's serious business for two reasons. So you guys are here to come and lay down a score on the patented Ministry of Dice's The Bar. But as it's the you're the first competitors of of 2019, we are closing down the last leaderboard, and you will be not only our first competitors of the year, but our first competitors on the new leaderboard. So not only are you becoming contestants in the bar, but you have the opportunity to set the bar today. Why not? All right. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. So both of you have given us your specialist subjects, and for a little <laughs> bit of a change of pace, folks, we're going to do two back to back. Two minute quick fire rounds. That's all very exciting. So, without further ado, I'm going to hand over to my partner in crime who's going to get us going into some quiz action. Okay, should we put the uh, theme tune in? Uh, yeah, let's put it in now. Oh, now? Yeah, about now. No. No, I'll tell you what, let's do it now. Okay.
Okie doke. So you both should know how this works. It's two minutes of quick fire questions. I will take Lukey first and his specialist subject uh, is cards of six cost or over the Timmy quiz. If you know the answer, give it to me. I will let you know if it's correct. If uh, it's wrong, I'll give you the right answer. And if you want to save a bit of time, pass and we'll go straight on to the next one. Are you ready, Lucan? Yes. Chris, are you ready with timer and a pen and paper? I have a Churchill insurance envelope and a pencil. Does that count? Uh, yeah. Okay, in which case then I am ready. Cool. I've printed mine out today to be all kind of professional, so it might rustle wow. a bit. Wow. I know. New year, new me. So if you count us in, and we'll yes. kick off. Okay then, Lucan. Andy, starting in three, two, one, go. There is only one basic action card with a purchase cost of six or over. What is it? End of days, world's finest. Correct. Uh, whilst Hawk Might Makes Right is active, what happens when Dove is KO'd? He deals his attack to your opponent. Correct. There are many versions of Hulk that cost six or more to purchase, but only one that costs eight. Which subtitle of the eight? What is the subtitle of the eight cost Hulk? Oh, it's a super rare one from Spider-Man. I think it's a Warbound. Correct. Uh, what is the energy type of Nova Buckethead? Uh, Bolt. Correct. What is the substitute subtitle of the 10 cost Thanos from Age of Ultron? Uh, Gemkeeper. Uh, no, it's infinite. Oh. Uh, nine cost characters are a rarity. However, one character has two nine cost versions. Which character is it? Dampa. Correct. Six costs are hard to purchase. That uh, the card has a global ability that allow, allows you to pay a bolt to reduce the cost by two. Uh, what is it? Uh, Ring of Winter. Correct. What alignment is the Ring of Winter? Uh, it is neutral. Uh, no, it is evil. One minute. Zombie super rares are a thing. Which six cost zombie reduces the purchase cost of a six cost character by two? Uh, more, more, more obvious. Correct. Surprisingly, that surprisingly there is only one character with the Guardians of Galaxy affiliation which has a purchase cost of six or more. Who is it? Uh, pass. Uh, what character is the only character to have six cost card in the Harley Quinn team pack? Uh, pass. <laughs> <laughs> Avengers versus X-Men has a boat ton of six costs, including Dr. Octopus. What energy type is Dr. Octopus? Shield. Correct. Doctors love being high-cost cards. Dr. Octopus, Dr. Doom, and Dr. Strange all have multiple high-cost cards, but who has the most? Uh, Dr. Strange. Correct. Orcs. Wow. Ten what seconds. energy type is Gazkul Thrucker? He's a mask. Correct. One of my favourite six-cost cards is Valindra Shadow Mantle, the right hand of Shazam. Two. Uh, what is her keyword ability? Time. Energy. Two. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a blinding run. I think I was about to run out of questions. Uh, let's have a look here now. Oh, then, right. so uh, one. Uh, sorry, uh, I just I stopped counting for a moment. Then, do we want to wait until Arge has done his and give them the totals together, or doing one at a time? No, that sounds like good. That's. Uh, Let's do that. I'll give out any answers that you passed on, which was um, the Guardians. Six cost the Guardians. That's Beta Ray Bill. Ah. The six cost from the Harley Quinn team pack is Power Girl. I forgot about both of those, so it's a good thing that I passed as fast <laughs> as I did. Indeed. It was a good run, though. Uh, it was really good. Pressure is run. on, Arch. 
Yes, can I can I pitch out? You know, like make a little uh, promo for the, the foundation of Onomatopoeia Foundation because <laughs> <laughs> the foundation of Onomatopoeia Foundation. Exactly. Wording that again. Uh, all right. <laughs> right. Let me flip my envelope over. There we go. And uh, Andy, you're set with Arj's questions. Uh, yes, special subject for Arj is promo cards. Ooh. Right. Okay then. Arge, Andy, starting in three, two, one, go. What promo card was included in the Age of Ultron's collector's box? I was Captain America. Correct. Aquaman, Arthur Curry, has a sweet or art card. What energy type is he? Shield. Correct. Poor Hawkeye, he only has one promo card. What's his subtitle? Avengers Disassembled. Correct. Iron Fist, the Immortal, is one of the best promos produced. What energy type is he? Fist. Correct. OP Scarecrow uses a Scarecrow die from which set? Whoa. Warlight, I think. Correct. What is the purchase cost of Apocalypse Earth 2975? Seven. That's right. What two uh, uh, affiliations does OP Scarecrow have? Villain and Legion of Doom. Correct. There are two 10-cost promos. One minute. Thanos Gauntlet Wielder is one. What is the other? Oh, boy. Pass. What AVX foil variant card was a prize for top four at Nationals 2017? AVX foil, did you say? Yeah. Uh, Pass. There is only one one one-cost promo. What is it? Momentum. Correct. What can you do for free when Beast Nefarious Genesis blocks? Purchase a... 30 seconds. Character. Uh, Yep. Uh, There is two Marvel promo non-basic action cards, both of which have the same title. What is the title? Correct. Move up to two sidekicks from your use pile to the field. Double burst, move three sidekicks instead is the ability of... 10 seconds. What was that? Rally. Correct. Uh, what is the energy type of Batmite? Three, two, one. Shield. Time. Correct. Uh, I, I couldn't help but notice that there are actually more than one one-cost yeah. promo from the game. <laughs> Cobold, my man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, my answer was Cobold. But then... There is momentum, to, too. But there is momentum. But... There wasn't momentum when I wrote it originally for um, uh, Isaac back about six months ago. <laughs> but you got it. So, ten cost. Let me think. I, I, I it's think I can Phoenix figure. Force, dude. Phoenix, Phoenix Force, dude. Phoenix Force. Yeah, I knew that. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, was there any other ones that you passed? I think you there, got there was most. two passes. I marked two passes. Oh, the AVX foil variant card. That oh, was when Gobby. That. Oh, Gobby. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. when national champions were something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. Right. right well. Right, I'll bumble my way through those two. Apologies. No problem at all. I'm a bit rusty. We're not done, not done a bar in a little while. Yeah. But you're not going to believe the results. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lucan. A fine performance with 11 correct answers. That's a good result. Arge, an even finer performance with 12. Wow. 
See this album? It's one higher than me. Yeah. <laughs> let me, let me tell him, the crown is heavy and the belt is tight. <laughs> my word, Lucan, you know, commiserations, my man. This is all, all we've done is pile on. I'm afraid. Um, so, I'm glad so, I got eleven. But why do you have to get twelve? I know. I know. When, when did you go to college? <laughs> <laughs> you planning on moving out for that? Are you gonna be? <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah. Be, uh, I think. Uh, yeah, we'll be now. He says. <laughs> yeah. well, the bar has been set very high for the uh, the that's first a, one of the year. Yeah, that's a tremendous performance, gents. Yeah. You clearly you chose your specialist subjects wisely. I feel. Well, you know, it was funny because we were thinking I was thinking errata beforehand, but uh, yes, yeah. that's that's awesome. So it's fun because there's, there's a lot of cards you never play in there. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Actually, I love that's that apocalypse true. though. That's a fun card. It is cool. Yeah, I was, but the the cards over six, there are loads of cards over six yeah. to the point where I thought like, are they going to get this is going to get too obscure? But um, they can knock it out of the park. Yeah. He... <laughs> He's uncanny about that. He looks at these things once, and he he has it, and so, you know, I'm always I'm I've got that kind of, uh, what's the dude with the name who you know the guy with the you know uh he does that <laughs> and he'll he'll instantly go you know oh that's the six cost Punisher from blah blah blah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're a bit like that, aren't we, Andy? We're just like uh, you know the, the with the picture with the. You know, the one with the boobs. The one with the boobs. That, that's, yeah. um, I know that one. Black Widow. Black Widow. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, it could be, uh, isn't there a blink that's a bit boobalicious? Uh, oh, and Vixen. Vixen's got a wabs out a little How bit. could we forget about Vixen? <laughs> How could you? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mari. It's because of, of that K-Bish, you see. Kate Bush. No, Kate Bishop. Oh. Although, although Kate Bush, man, was pretty foxy in a day. Right, folks. Well, right. I'm going to have to call Kingpin on this. Okay. Um, but uh, thank you so very much, Arjun and Lucan, for you. coming along, having a bit of a chat with us and taking okay. part in The Bar. Our great, uh, and, great pleasure. And setting The Bar for us today as well. Um, we uh, So uh, let, please do let us know when you're ready to get uh, rolling with Rolling Thunder, and we'll, we'll make sure we mention it a bit closer to the time for you. Uh, in the meantime... We'll uh, head on over to the next segment. Thanks, guys. Right on. Thank you. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. And for this segment now, we're going to make a return to our patented, super popular Pick of the Week segment. Woo. I'll put the uh, thingy. Theme tune. The who, Jimmy What's It, yeah, that you wrote and sing and all that. So I'll put it in now. Yeah, put it in there. Put it in there. Pick of the week. Yes, that's right. Pick of the week. And for this episode's pick of the week, we're going to take a look at the Warhammer 40k sets. So we've both chosen a card from the Battle of Ultramar or the other two, the team packs. What are they called? Team packs. Team packs. Space Wolves and Orcs. Oh, it's um, uh, Orcs. Wah! Isn't it? Yeah. Is the Space Wolves one just called Space Wolves? Space Wolves. Whee! <laughs> yeah. Space Wolves. Grr. <laughs> <laughs> Grr. Arg. 
There you go, there's a little nerd reference. Let's see if anyone gets that. Uh, yes, that's right. We've both picked a card from the, the new 40k sets. Uh, we're a little behind the curve on this one, really, I suppose. But it's taken a little while to arrive on these shores. And then Christmas came along. So we've we've, <laughs> we've only just sort of sat down and given them a proper looking at, haven't we? Yeah, yeah I got mine for, for Christmas. So I had a little uh, peruse and picked mm. out some uh, some nice little gems. Yeah, very good. Okay, mate. Well, do you want to get us out of the gate with your pick of the week then? Uh, yeah, well, my pick of the week was your pick of the week. So um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've gone for one um, which I think think is fairly obvious. It's, it's uh, clearly quite a strong card, well, I think, anyway. Um, and it is Grey Hunter Counter-Attack. Yeah. Uh, it is a two-cost mask. You've got the Imperium and Space Wolves affiliations. The text reads, when Grey Hunter is KO'd, deal one damage to all opposing character dice. He's max five. Get your mm. three team packs uh, purchased. <laughs> uh, and his stats are zero, two, two, one, three, two, two, four, two. Mm. Yeah, yeah lovely, lovely card, that one. And he's good. And he's, he's very similar because we did a pick of the week uh, a few months ago where I picked Deadshot from the uh, Harley Quinn set. That's uh, right. And he's very similar to that, but he costs two less. <laughs> yes, yeah. The, I mean, the purchase cost is is definitely one of the attractive elements of that guy at the uh, two-cost mask compared to what was Deadshot 4? Yeah, it's four-cost. Yeah, four-cost, so certainly. Although um, I've played around with that Grey Hunter a little bit in the last week or two. Uh, I must admit I find his fielding cost a little painful. Yeah, so level two he's costs two to field which is expensive i think in a um there is a space wolves card which reduces fielding costs am i right you may well be um well that may be something to to look at i'm pretty sure there is one um i go rifling through the uh, uh the box because in the last episode it did and it made a racket yeah uh, but i'm pretty that. sure yeah professional as always uh but yeah so the idea is you got you can buy five of them as well it's just i just have the image of a field of five gray hunter dice and block with all five two is a defense on all three sides so it's not out of a lot and you could be um KOing stuff left right and center ready for your turn and you can roll them in again and swing in and was it four attack on level three is pretty decent Yes, yeah, yeah, and um, so the uh, the popular way of using this guy is to pair him up with the likes of Staff of the Forgotten One and Danger Room and the new basic action that does the same thing out of 40k, whichever that is. We're all over this 40k stuff, aren't we? We are. We're like seasoned pros. We should do a podcast. We should, yeah, yeah. I mean, seething Corruption, it's called. I've just looked it up on the Psychic app. Seething Corruption. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I, I quite like that blanket even if it's just getting rid of sidekicks and some horrible little annoying stuff well, um, yeah i mean when you look at when you think about what you might be facing across the field a, a level one spot a mimic um they're, they're two examples that occur to me immediately that have one defense that it would be beneficial to, to have your opponent kill and have to re-roll for their turn yeah, and it's, I mean, with it being a two cost, it's not unfeasible to have two or three out, and then you, you're getting rid of quite a few, few things. You I mean you got your your blobs and your collectors of the world that still still be there, but they'll be quite lonely. Yes, yeah, but uh, again, it's got loads of combo potential. You know, pair it up with a Splinter's Teachings. 
you know, for example. Um, and the, the, those collectors and blobs will be soon taken care of as well. Yeah, you're thinking of uh, Arch, ne- um, Arch Nemesis? Uh, I may well be, yes. What's the one Splinter's Teaching? Splinter's Teaching is the one that swaps the attacks, isn't it? Yeah. And Arch Nemesis is the one that switches the attack and defence. Well, it makes the attack the same as... No, it makes the defence the same as the same attack. Same as the attack, that's the one. Yeah, that is the one I'm thinking of, you're right, yeah. Sorry. Apologies, listeners, I'm thinking of Arch Nemesis. I should so, know yeah. as well, I've played that a few times as, uh, and all. Uh, so he's a good cycler. He'll be cycling round left, right, and centre. You're going to knock him out as much as possible. I think I'm keen to try him out with blue eyes. Yeah, sure, sure. Malekith fabricators. Yeah. Force attack global. He's a nice one to have in your team if you're using force attack globals. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't really thought about that, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, really <laughs> nice kind of utility card. Uh, loads and loads of combo potential. Decent on its own if you just have one out and um, they attack. And well, they've got to think twice about attacking because you can yes. block with it and he's going to do damage to everything. So any sidekick wall is going. So if they're trying to just field sidekick so that they're thinning their bag out, um, that's going to fill it all back. Well, it's not really just going to go into prep, but then they're unlikely to roll them all sidekicks again. So you're going to be uh, keeping them on their toes and trying to manage their bag successfully. And, um, yeah, yeah. And solid. In fact, actually, my head's running away with myself there. I was thinking about there's an avalanche, isn't there, that doubles when KO'd game texts. Oh, I don't know if any ever looked at that avalanche. That's not too dissimilar to this one. The, the when fielded, fielded one. Yeah. yeah. Um, or uh, Valindra. Um, or uh, Doctor Doom, if you're playing Golden. Yeah, yeah Doctor so Doom. Thinning those defence numbers. Anything, uh, Orc Knob is another one that's popular. You know, get your knob out, KO your, your <laughs> Grey Hunter. Hey! KO your Grey Hunter, clear the field, and then make him massive. So it's a massive knob. I do like a massive knob. Yeah, uh, absolutely. It's nothing, there's nothing worse than facing down a massive knob coming across the table at you. <laughs> Doctor Doom and uh, Momentum and Grey Hunter. Which one's Momentum? The one that. Basic action, you roll everything from your prep area. So you can field load of Grey Hunters, get them knocked out straight away, do one damage for each one of them to your opponent's characters, field them again, do it again, and knock them out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, loads of stuff you could do with that that guy. Yeah. And his purchase cost makes it actually kind of viable that you might want to try it. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's a great choice, my man. That's a great choice, and it's certainly one I think we'll be seeing. It's not difficult to KO a character. It's certainly not difficult to take advantage of the damage that he's doing to your opponent. Like you say, even if it's just to keep the weenies weenie count down, um, and loads of combo potential with that. And as you know, I've been giving him a little try myself lately. I have. I look forward to trying them out myself. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Okay. Excellent. Shall I move on to mine then? Hey, please do. Yeah, or hours, I suppose we should say, because uh, <laughs> through through, um, through just coincidence, we initially both picked the same card, didn't we? Unknowingly, we did. Yeah. So I've chosen the Noxious Blightbringer, subtitled Cursed Plague Bell. It's a mm. three-cost mask, and his game text reads: While Noxious Blightbringer is active, deal your opponent one damage each time they spend a wild energy. And he starts his starts. His stats are 0-3-1. 132 and 133. It's cool, isn't it? It is cool, yeah. So I just think it, I think the phrase I, I, I used uh, with your good self before we start recording is it's just 
elegant. It's just beautiful in its simplicity, really. Three-cost mask, stick him in the field, and while on the surface you might think, what's is there a lot of damage potentially in that? I think it's deceptively damaging. Yeah, I think so. And again, his purchase cost is to the point where he's actually kind of usable and uh, against using the word competitive, but he's certainly he's going to get used. You put him on a team, you're going to buy him at three cost. Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. Uh, sorry, I was uh, where my head was. At, I was I was just I was thinking, trying to think and listen at the same time. Then is that even if you don't end up doing the damage because it says spend a wild energy putting your opponent in a position where they choose to re-roll their wilds is a yeah. good thing, surely. If they're looking for a specific energy, then you're half in their option, aren't you? Because you, you know, if you're trying to roll a, a shield, so you don't want a shield or a wild, suddenly, the, let's think about what the percentage would be. Instead of it being a one in three chance, it's one in six chance, unless you take one damage to uh, to use it to use it yeah absolutely and i tell you what man i've been in these situations myself where i've been playing against a card of that nature you know something that's just a little chippy thing um let me try and think of an example uh oh so uh, i'd say lissa drap from war of light was a great example of this where uh, you paid two life to is it pay two life or you take two damage to field the name character yeah each or, each dice as well yeah and uh, i'll tell you another one uh, jinzo used to be like this where you could pay I think it was two life to ignore his effect so he could use a global. Yeah. Is that right? God, it's been a while since I've played with either of those, but I'm pretty sure it was something like that. Um, and in the early part of the game, you go, well, you know what? I need to use this PXG right now, so I'm going to take two life off Jinzo. Or, or you'd say, do you know what? I've got to field something. I'll have to take the the hit from Lissa Drac. And you think, I can take that. You know, life's a resource, as you've often said. Um, no problem. But do you know what? When, when you're down to sort of... 12 11 10 life and you're rolling wilds and you're thinking oh, i really need that to spend but if i do that's another one or two damage i'm going to take it's actually quite a tough spot you know in terms of uh what what do they say put you put your opponent in a position where they have to make tough decisions yeah um those they they soon catch up with you i suppose is what i'm saying they soon you know those thousand cuts do actually start to add up uh, and i know it's only one damage and jinzo and alyssa drat used to be two but still i think you know when when someone's kind of let themselves get down to they've been taking sacrificing in order to use those wilds and getting themselves down to the lower lower end of 10 or even beyond suddenly your wilds become a liability yeah exactly so suddenly the wilds that you're happy to see uh pain in the ass yeah absolutely and then you're like well do i just not spend them and just let them drop into transit at the end of my main step do i well you don't or do i just leave them sitting there unspent you know um, yeah i'm thinking if, if they're going for the big purchase like they're going for the um what's the big one on this let's say they're going for a six cost or a seven seven cost uh, which is the, the the crux of the team the main kind of one that they're trying to aim for uh, so they've got up they've ramped up to getting seven dice or the opportunity for seven energy and then out of that two or three of them are wilds yeah. <laughs> All right. So I've got here, and now in order to buy my win con that I've been trying to get to, I've got to take three damage. It's pretty. It's, it's hefty. Yeah. And and how many times I suppose, Cassia? I don't. I've never done the maths on this. This is completely unscientific. But 
how many times, listeners and Andy, uh, have you relied on a mask to use for a cheeky res at the end of your main step? Or, you know, to use as a mask for a quick Cape Bishop Global or something? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think it's a lot more often than you might initially think on the surface. So a three cost with relatively low fielding that I actually think is just so simple, straightforward. Spend that. I'm going to hit you for one. You know, just just like I say, elegant, beautifully simple. Really into that kind yeah. of stuff. And it's direct damage, which I suppose predictably I would choose a direct damage for. <laughs> <laughs> you might you imagine that in the days of Cosmic Cube being legal as well. Oh, dear God. Yeah. <laughs> that, that would have been fun. But I, I definitely think there's been, you know, I was playing down the FLGS last night and I was sort of half, like I say, completely unscientific. I didn't note any numbers down or anything, but I was sort of half paying attention to how many wilds I saw rolled. And I kept thinking to myself, that would have been two damage then. <laughs> that would have been one cheeky one. Oh, he's kept that question mark to use in my turn. So, yeah, he could have Kate Bishop black back my attack, but it would cost him a little bit. You know what I mean? It was all just, I was kind of adding it up and thinking, well, that's just a, a normal Tuesday night casual get-together. Those question marks are getting thrown around a lot more often than you might think on the surface, yeah. Yeah, as a standalone, you know, I've got my seven cards, I've got my team set up, you know, this is going to do this, this is going to do that. That what do I put in the last slot? You know, it's a good choice. It's a bit like um, Tabaxi Rogue, isn't it? In the, the kind of the three costs, so you know it's a utility, it's usable. You're going to buy it, you're going to kind of use it. Uh, it can sit there and be a pain in its in the ass without needing to combo against anything else. I mean, there are combos available, but you can just sit it out there, and it's just a bit of a pain in the ass. Yeah, I've often toyed around with the idea of making like uh, a bit of a tax team, you know, where whatever choice your opponent makes, it's going to it's going to you know tabaxi rogue. Well, yeah, you can ramp like that if you want, but it's going to it'll cost you. Yeah, you can spend all those wilds if you want, but it'll cost you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But, you know, just um, actually completely... I mean, it's a very passive team and very boring, but just like, yeah, I'll buy that, put it in the field, buy that, put it in the field, buy that, put it in the field, buy that, put it in the field. All right, well, over to you. <laughs> you know, hmm. I, have to, I, I wonder if there's anything... Let, let me know, listeners. I'd be interested to know if anyone's tried out a bit of a tax team that's tried to narrow down your opponent's options so much that they, they're left with no choice but to take a bit of damage or, or not do anything at all. You know, just <laughs> completely oppressively lock them out. I'd be interested to know. So, yeah, two picks of the week there for you, folks. So let us know what your favourite card from the uh, 40k sets are, avoiding the obvious, of course. Um, cards like Venerable Dreadnought and Orc Knob. <laughs> We'll, uh, we'll clearly get uh, a very popular vote but uh, yeah let us know pop something in the comments and give us a shout if you've got any other thoughts around the new 40k cards and what your pick of the week might be but there you go there's two little uh, two little gems that we believe certainly could be fun to play with cool cool alright then excellent okay moving on to the next segment so, ladies and gents, that concludes yet another episode of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We hope that you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording it. In fact, it was a lot of fun recording it this week. Um, and on that note, thanks to Arjun Lucan for coming along and having a bit of a chat and playing the bar with us. Thank you. Uh, yeah, if uh, UK listeners, once again, don't forget the MOD PDM is coming up. It's at 
at uh, Element Games on the 10th of February. Single affiliation, uh, make your way over to the Element Games website and go to the ticket section to take a look at details there or find the event on the UK Dice Masters Facebook page. That's got the details of, of the restricted format, uh, the band cards and a few of the extra rules and caveats, as well as some exciting photos of some of the prizing that's being put together. In fact, I will draw people's attention to Stuart has done as another solid with some great custom artwork. Yeah, it looks amazing. Has that been put up yet? Uh, I put a little sample of, of that's not all the uh, custom art cards. Uh, the, the mini sixes have been at it as well. Oh, there's still that Melinda May to get. Yeah, there's still well, there's a new Melinda May now as well. Oh, how exciting! I like that yeah. card now as well. It might even feature in your single affiliation team, or not, or not, or not. Um, so yeah, other than that, we'll be back with episode thirty-nine in two weeks' time. We yeah. will indeed. Yeah, that's everything. So yeah. uh, I've been Chris, aka True Mister Six. I've been Andy, aka Mrs. Salka. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye now. <laughs> I don't get that one. Mrs. Salga. Yeah, who's that? It's where Jocelyn lives. Oh, Mrs. Salga. <laughs> I was very slow on the uptake there. <laughs> no, I think it's just a bit obscure, but someone will get it. Teej will get it. <laughs> Not my finest moment. Well, everyone will get it when I put this conversation in the outtake. <laughs> <laughs>